This podcast is brought to you by Podcast Nation. Let's take a second to thank today's sponsor, Anchor. Anchor is by far the absolute easiest way to make a podcast. And when I say easy, I mean easy. First of all, it's completely free and there are creation tools that allow you to record and edit right from your phone or your computer. Best of all, with Anchor, you can add any songs from Spotify directly to your episodes. So the possibilities are endless on what you can create. Whether you want to create a music analysis, your own radio show, a deep dive on your favorite genre or artist, or something that the world's never heard before. Anchor will even help publish your show to Spotify so you can reach hundreds of millions of listeners. Oh, did I mention there's no copyright on the songs? Yeah, it's that easy. You guys want to start a podcast that includes music, or you guys just want to start a podcast in general, get started by downloading the free Anchor app or going to anchor.fm. And if you need some inspiration, you can head over to blog.anchor.fm slash music from some more idea starters. Thank you so much, and let's get into the episode. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to the Real Real Podcast with me, Natalie Barbu. Before we jump into the episode, I want to apologize for my voice in the intro. Don't worry, I don't sound like this in the interview. I lost my voice recently, and this is actually the best it's been um, since I lost it. So I apologize for my voice that sounds like a literal dying cat right now. Um, I am so sorry. I'm going to make this intro really, really quick because I do not want you guys to hear this for like more than two minutes so bear with me here currently i am in new york and i interviewed like six people for my podcast and i just have such good episodes coming up and i am so excited for you guys to listen to them and this was one of them so she is actually super highly requested i interviewed grace from lipsticks and lattes and she has a youtube channel and she is actually currently in law school so she vlogs her life she posts a bunch of videos and she is one of the most requested people that i got i think because she is one of the only lawyer youtubers or law school youtubers that i have personally seen there's probably a bunch out there but i know that a lot of people that watch me also watch her and i'm just so honored to have her on my podcast i think that you guys are really 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 going to love this episode we don't only talk about law school but if you are interested in going to law school this is such a good episode for you guys to listen to and I also wanted to thank you guys so much for all the positive reviews and I don't want to read a review of the week this week because I want to cut this intro short just because of my voice but I do want to still say thank you so 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 much it means so much to me and I'm just really excited for you guys to listen to this episode so we're just going to get right into it. Welcome to the Real Real Podcast with Natalie Barbu. Instagram might be your highlight reel, but we're here to talk about the real reel. You know what the best feeling is? When you walk out the door feeling like you can conquer the world because your hair looks amazing. You know those days when your hair shines with confidence? Well, I have something that are going to make those good hair days into a daily reality, which is Way's new hair gloss. I personally have been loving taking care of my hair. I just got a new haircut and at first I was iffy on it, but then the more I've looked at it and the more I've styled it, 
I actually really love it and I don't think I can go back to super long hair. It's all about how you style it. So I have been meticulous about my hair routine. I've been incorporating Waze hair gloss and it has literally made me love my haircut and love all of the different ways that I can make it look. It's so easy. Just five minutes in the shower and bam, instant shine. And let me tell you, preventing heat damage is a top priority for me. And with hair gloss protecting my hair up to 450 degrees, I can style worry-free. And the best part, my hair feels shinier, healthier, and more vibrant than before. If you guys have seen my blowouts on my Instagram or my TikTok, you know that I have been feeling my hair and it has been so shiny. Getting your shine on in the shower with Waze hair gloss is so easy and it's packed with hyaluronic acid and rice water. And so it, so it not only gives you immediate shine, but also treats damage and enhances color vibrancy. And here's the best part. In a consumer perception study, over 85% of participants agreed that their hair looks shinier, healthier, and smoother with Waze hair gloss. Give your hair a glow up with Way. Go to T-H-E-O-U-A-I and use promo code RealReal for 15% off any product. That's T-H-E-O-U-A-I dot com promo code RealReal. Hi, Grace. Thank you for coming on my podcast. Thanks for having me. We have had quite a day, or I have had quite a day, and Grace was along for the ride for the past hour. So thank you so much for dealing with me because I normally am not this frazzled, but thank you. (laughs) That's okay. (laughs) Anyways, we are just going to jump right into setting the record straight, and this is where we address any assumptions or stereotypes, and you kind of just say if they're true, if they're false, based on your own experiences. Okay. So the first one is, it is really difficult to get into law school. That is true and false. So I guess it depends first on how your college experience was. So a lot of it relies on your college grades, what you did in college, internships or jobs, or even just participating in clubs and being Mm -hmm. the president of a club or something like that. Like that means a lot to a law school admission then your LSAT score has a lot to do with it. So basically that's the SATs for law school, but it's not fact-based. So you don't need to study like you studied for the um, SAT. You do have to study for the LSAT, but it's like logic thinking things. Mm -hmm. There's no facts. And then after that, it's you apply. So depending obviously on the school you're applying to, it's going to be harder or easier to get in based on what their qualifications are. But I don't think it's hard or easy to get into law school. If you're someone who has good grades, like it's not going to be hard. Gotcha. But if you don't have good grades or you didn't get a good LSAT score, you just have to make up for it in some other aspect if one aspect is lacking. Yeah. No, that makes sense. Yeah. And you have no life when you go to law school. Also true and false. So <laughs> the thing you'll learn in law school is there's no yes or no answers. It's everything is, it depends. So Spoken it like depends. a true lawyer. <laughs> <laughs> so your first year of law school or your first semester, really, you don't have a life, not only because you're doing a lot of reading and you're at school a lot, but you're tired. Mm-hmm. Like you're so tired after school. And the last thing I wanted to do on like a Wednesday night was hang out with anyone. Like I wanted to go home and go to bed and not use my brain. So you definitely, your social life is a lot different than it was in college, but you don't not have one. I totally had a social life my first year of law school. Fridays, Saturdays, Sundays I used to like get my life back together, do homework, whatever. I think I had a pretty decent social life. And it also depends, again, on your professors, the load of classes that you're taking. Law schools assign classes your first year, but the combination you get. But your second and third year also depends. Second year, I had way less of a life because I was doing internships on top of school. Third year is supposed to be like a joke, sort of. It's like 
easier. I'll report back after I do it. <laughs> and being a lawyer is a safe and reliable job. I, I would think so. I mean, I'm not a lawyer yet, so I can't speak to that. But if you think about it, throughout in the rest of eternity, people are going to be fighting. There's going to be crime. There's going to be contract disputes. There's going to be like civil yeah. um, law problems. So you're pretty much always going to be able to find a job. Of course, there's been lulls in the industry where people couldn't find jobs. The stock market crash 2007, 2008 was a really hard time for a lot of industries. So Mm -hmm. a lot of people who were graduating law school around that time weren't employed for a while. But just like other staple careers like nurses, doctors, teachers, they're always in demand. So it's just maybe you'll have to settle, but I don't think you're going to be unemployed. Yeah, no, that makes a lot of sense. Like you're never not going to need a lawyer. And there are a lot of connections for what you want to do in New York City. I just wanted to take a quick break to thank TM Soft's White Noise Sleep Sounds for sponsoring today's episode. Are you having trouble sleeping, focusing, or relaxing? If the answer is yes, then TM Soft's White Noise Sleep Sounds podcast has got you covered. This hour-long podcast is made to help you get rid of distractions, reduce stress, relax, and get better sleep. You can listen to the sounds of nature, white noise, relaxing music, and so much more. You can check out the TM Soft's White Noise Sleep Sounds podcast on Spotify or wherever else you listen to your favorite podcasts. Definitely. Uh, New York City has everything for e- any type of yeah. career, but it also depends on who you know. Unfortunately, mm-hmm. it's not a just a what you know kind of career. It's a who you know. And there's a lot of people to know in New York City, and it also depends on what kind of law you want to get into. If you are aspiring to be a lawyer, I think New York City is a great place to come. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like New York literally has something for everyone, like you were saying. Yeah. For everyone. Unfortunately, though, yeah, you do need connections for so many industries, too. So being a lawyer is a lot of paperwork. Yes. Something I think is a misconception is you see on like Law & Order or Boston Legal, people in the courtroom all day. That's like all they do. That is true to an extent, but a lot of being a lawyer is paperwork and research and hours and hours of research and Mm -hmm. reading and writing. And I've read thousands of pages of a deposition or testimony and you just sit there and read. So it's a lot of paperwork, but that if you do go to trial, if that's the end goal of all of this, is very important. Yeah. And speaking of TV shows, do you watch a lot of like law shows or what are your favorites? I'm just curious because yeah. the only one I watch, I don't watch Law and Order. I feel like I'm the only person that doesn't. Watch. I don't actually watch it either. Really? No. Okay, yeah, I don't watch Law and Order, but I love How to Get Away with Murder. That's what everyone says. But that one is my favorite TV show. I watched the first two episodes as they came out, and I think that was like 2015 or so. And I thought they were interesting, but I didn't continue watching them. And I don't watch any law shows because really? I feel like I'm already in it yeah. being in law school and the different internships I've done. So I like don't want to see it outside of work. That makes sense. <laughs> no, I actually I I understand that. <laughs> yeah, but SVU and stuff like that is very interesting because it's not necessarily all being a lawyer. It's like the investigation and yeah. stuff. Yeah. So tell us just a little bit about yourself, your background, where you grew up. Okay. I grew up and still live in the greater New York City area. I live with my parents and my fiance. I've been with my fiance for eight years. Um, you just got engaged in December, right? Yeah. I just got engaged. Congratulations. Thank you. On Christmas. It was actually a surprise. I pretty much knew I was getting engaged by the end of 2018, but I didn't know when. Mm-hmm. So it was. I was actually really surprised on Christmas because I was like, oh, he'll never do it on a holiday. Yeah. And I was in my bathrobe. My hair was like a mess. Really? You have pictures? <laughs> uh, I have like a video on Aww. my phone. I look like 
really bad, but it was great. Aw, that's so sweet. Yeah. And what did you want to be when you grew up? Did you always want to be a lawyer when you were little? Or um, I always find it so um, interesting what people wanted to be when they were younger. Well, obviously in elementary school, I wanted to be a teacher. I feel like everyone wanted to be a teacher. Yeah, totally. (laughs) So I wanted to be a teacher. And then in early high school and upper middle school, I wanted to do something in fashion. I wanted to do like fashion design or merchandising. I'm absolutely the least creative, like artistically person. Mm -hmm. So design wasn't going to be it. That's how I am. (laughs) I love fashion and I cannot draw to save my life. I can't. I can't do any crafts either. No, No. I absolutely, Mm -hmm. I can't do it and I don't like to do it. Me too. (laughs) So I wanted to do that. But then in, I think it was 10th or 11th grade in my AP US history class, our teacher started off by teaching us about the Supreme Court and all the landmark cases. And I was like, wow, that's so interesting. That's what I want to do. I want to be a lawyer. And ever since then, I've wanted to be a lawyer. So you don't come from a family of lawyers? No, no one in my family is a lawyer. And I think a lot of people think that I come from lawyers, but literally no one in my family is a lawyer. That's what I would think. Just because normally when you do meet someone that wants to go to law school, it's like, well, my dad went to law school or my grandpa or my uncle or someone in the family did law school and that's why they're going into it. So that's honestly, I had also assumed that I was like, oh, she probably has like family. Yeah. No, no one in my family. That's so cool. I love that though. I feel like you're building your own path and it's not just like a generational thing. Like you actually- really wanted to do this yeah also why did you choose law school though like when I know you said in 10th grade that's what you wanted to do but what like when you were applying for colleges let's say did you know end goal was always to go to law school Were your undergrad was it set up for that or yeah so when I was applying to colleges I only applied to colleges that had the major I wanted to do which was criminal justice So I always knew I wanted to go to law school. I didn't go into college thinking, oh, maybe, you know, maybe I will do fashion or maybe I will do business. Even though those are interests of mine, I knew my career path was going to be law. So I did focus my college classes and everything around going to law school. Okay, gotcha. And why I know you were interested once you heard about the Supreme Court, but once you started looking into careers and what you want to do after college, why did you decide that you wanted to be a lawyer? Like, what is it that you love about it? I love having responsibility Mm -hmm. and also being able to make my own to-do list, so to say. And, you know, there's so many different paths to being a lawyer that could be successful. I mean, you could be a lawyer for literally anything. If you're interested in animals, if you're interested in fashion, if you're interested, you know, in criminal justice, there's literally something for everyone who wants to be a lawyer. So I think that was also something that really drove me because if I did end up changing interests towards the end of law school, I could still be a lawyer, but in that yeah, field. Yeah. Did you, do you have a specific field that you like? I went into law school thinking a thousand percent criminal law mm-hmm. because that's what you see on TV and movies. Like you think that's really the only type of lawyer, but now I'm kind of conflicted because I've tried a lot of different things now and I'm interested in a lot of things. So I'm still really undecided. Yeah. I mean, like you said, you can literally do anything with it though. So that's really good. Yeah. What has your experience been with in the law field? So do you recommend internships for people or kind of how do you get internships? How do you get your foot in the door? Because you did say it's a lot about who you know. So how did you make those connections? Doing internships, I think, is one of the most important things you'll do in law school because learning everything in class is one thing, but being able to apply that to real world situations is completely different. And that's what will teach you if is this the career I want Mm -hmm. to do? So I did a criminal law internship over the spring semester 
and, you know, applying like the rules of evidence and the rules of criminal procedure to real life things was totally different than learning it from my professor saying it out of a textbook. Yeah. So I think internships are very, very important, not only for your resume, but just for your personal learning experience and getting internships. You can get them through your school. A lot of, or most or all schools have extern internship programs. So you'll get credit for your internship if you do it like in the spring, let's say you'll get credit for that because you're not getting paid. So your school, and then if you have any other connections from family or friends, and if you're doing an unpaid internship, I mean, 90% of the time, who's going to turn that down? Who's going to turn down free work unless you, you know, you're not reliable, you're not trustworthy or something, but just reach out to people, you know, Um, LinkedIn is a great space to use because no one's going to turn down free work really. Yeah. Especially when you have your undergrad degree, for example, or you have, you're in school. It's not like I'm a, it's me. I'm a random person that (laughs) just wants to intern at a law firm. Like, no, you're actually in law school and you're credible. Yeah. Yeah. How have you found your internships? Did it, was it mainly through your school or was it LinkedIn or? My first internship after my 1L summer was actually the place I worked all throughout college, which was a title insurance agency, which is like real estate law. So I just continued that over the summer. So that was from my own personal connections. And I did more legal work that summer. And then this spring, my criminal law internship was through my school. I got that as part of an externship program. And right now I am doing an internship that I was connected from my one of my dad's old bosses that he's still friends with. He connected me with a lawyer that he knew. Yeah. Okay. So there's a lot of different connections. You can make connections through school, yeah. through, I mean, LinkedIn now is such a good source that mm-hmm. I feel like so many people don't use. Yeah. I mean, I use LinkedIn for just like building my resume, but Honestly, I need to take my own advice and use it for networking because I never reach out to people on there. Oh, no, I I don't really use it either, but I know it is a great place, especially for, you know, career wise, you can connect with so many people. You can get a lot of internships through your school also because a lot of professors still have their own practice. Mm -hmm. A lot of professors are still practicing lawyers. So if you build a relationship with your professor, you can get an internship through them or they can recommend you to a friend. Something like that. And what is a typical day in your life? I feel like you're so busy and we were actually talking about this before, but what is, take us through when you wake up to when you go to bed. Okay. So for example, for my internship now, I wake up anywhere between 5.30 and 6 and then I make coffee right away. I cannot, (laughs) I cannot function if I don't have coffee. So I have coffee and do my makeup and hair at the same time, get dressed and I'm out the door usually by 7, take the train at 7.30ish. I get to the city around 8.30. I work. I will, I walk to my office and then I work nine to five. And then I just reverse order that walk back to the train, (laughs) train, car, home, take off my makeup and shower, eat and go to bed. Um, And then YouTube stuff I do either in the morning, I'll answer some emails, answer some comments, upload a video. And then when I get home, so, you know, there isn't a really a social aspect to mm-hmm. my life Monday through Thursday, let's say, because when I get home at seven o'clock, if I have a video to upload, you know, I have to do that because that's my job. Also, yeah. I, I make money doing that. And I, I hate to not upload. I hate yeah. to like have that lack of video. I feel like it just shows some lack of dedication. Totally. I don't like that. Yeah. So I always make some time for that at the end of the day to edit I have to make time for that at the end of the day. And, you know, I could go out at seven o'clock for some drinks with friends or whatever, but also 
I don't really like to do that during the mm-hmm. week. I'm someone like who's very routine oriented. So if I went out and I got home at 930, my whole schedule is messed up for That's, the next yeah. day. Like yeah. I just can't function the next day. That has been the hardest part for me being now on my own and not having a set routine because I am trying to make myself have a routine. So even now I'm in New York City and I'm still trying to go to the gym in the morning. Yeah. So I have class pass and they have like a gym time option. So mm-hmm. I'll literally do that and go to the gym and just act like this is my normal routine. Yeah. And like I live here because I feel so like I feel like I'm not getting anything done when I don't follow my routine. Yeah. And that's what's the hardest part of working for yourself is because now every day is different and I love it and I'm not complaining at all, but I am trying to kind of test out different things to say like, okay, maybe I'll time block or maybe I'll Mm -hmm. block off the days that I do podcasting or I'll block off days I do YouTube or whatever. So I'm just going to see what works because I also am a very, very routine person. Yeah. When I had off, so the end of the spring semester, I was around May 20th or so. And then I started my internship sometime. I don't know. Was it the end of May or beginning of June? Whatever. So I had a few weeks off. I was so lost. I had no idea what to do with myself because I do YouTube, but it's certainly not a full-time job at this point. Mm -hmm. So I was just like cleaning, making dinner. I'm like, what do I do with all the other hours of my day? I had no idea. I was going to the gym. That was great. But now I don't go to the gym anymore. Uh, (laughs) I I I could make time for that, but I'm not prioritizing it. And the number one question that I got asked to ask you because I posted on my Instagram story is how do you time manage? And I know we were talking about this and me and her both get this question a lot. So how, I guess, would you say that you time manage? Sorry if we're asking this the millionth time. That's okay. I think this is the number one question probably all college or, you know, work life YouTubers get. I don't know how to phrase it, but I just do it. I just I make time for understand it. understand exactly what you're saying because so many people will ask me, how do you like manage all to do all of this stuff? Or how do you adjust to post-grad? A lot of people ask me how yeah. I adjust to post-grad. And my answer is you just do. Like there's yeah. no ritual that I did to adjust. Like, yeah. There wasn't anything I mentally did. It yeah. just, you live your life and it just happens. It just happens. Like with, for the post-grad life, there, you don't have an option. Yeah. You, you can't, what are you going to do? You can't yeah. stay in college another year. I guess you could, but yeah. you know, college isn't going to fund that tuition anymore. Yeah. So you don't have an option. It's like do or die. Like you're going to get out of college and what are you going to do? You have yeah. to. So that's kind of how I live my life. You know, people always ask me, well, how do you study for so many hours or how do you, you just do all that to. reading? I have to because I don't want to show up to class and get cold called and be like, oh, I didn't do the reading. Because there's yeah. literally nothing more embarrassing. We all cringe when someone does that. We're like, oh my God, just like make something up, at least pretend, yeah. you know, not doing the reading and you get cold called is the worst. Yeah. So I just do it. I have to, I don't have an option. When I was in college still and doing engineering, I would be at the library for probably like 12 hours a day at yeah. a time for if I have like a big exam coming up and some people are like, oh, like how do you study for so long? How do you get study for your exams? If I didn't study, then I would fail. And like yeah. that's literally not an option. Yeah. So there's just some things that you have to prioritize. And you may absolutely hate every second yes. of it. No one says it's fun. It. Oh, yeah. No one says it's going to be yeah. fun. I think that's a misconception. I was thinking about things that I wanted to say on this podcast, actually. And that's one of the things. I think a lot of people our age or a little younger, a little older, think everything in life is going to be fun. You yeah. know, college is going to be fun. And my internship is going to be so much fun. But it's not always like peaches and rainbows. It's really not. A lot yeah. of the times, hard work does suck. And that's why there's so few 
really, 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 really ultra successful people because the work sucks. Like That it- is so true. I love that you're saying this because I've literally never heard anything more true because yeah. I feel like social media now with vloggers, which I love that vlogging is popular, but yeah. now with social media and people vlogging their lives and people vlogging their work life, work mm-hmm. week in my life and college day in my life and whatever like anything that you can you vlog Mm -hmm. and I love that like I've I loved making those videos but when you see those videos you are only seeing like the cool fun I guess not even fun but the cooler like happier parts of it exactly you're seeing like 10 percent of the person's week and you have fun background music Mm -hmm. and it looks like oh my gosh you're going to work and you're on the subway and you're you're like getting stuff done and you're grinding oh yeah you know what? Half the time you're literally miserable. <laughs> yeah. yeah, totally. People see like your highlight reel. Yeah. And I know that's said about Instagram a lot, but YouTube, I also feel is a highlight reel. And not only because YouTubers don't want to show the negative, but when you show the negative, you get a negative reaction. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I also feel like I wouldn't want to watch someone who's like complaining exactly. for an hour straight. So I try to not, and I try to just show the positive. Obviously, I'm going to complain sometimes and some things are going to happen. But, you know, you try to show the positive side because who wants to tune in and then log off an hour later and be depressed? Exactly. (laughs) I feel like when you watch YouTube, you're doing it kind of as an escape. So you don't want to go and watch someone that's also in a bad place. And, of course, I try to show my real life, and I do think I do that. But I am not – like right now, for example, I had a lot of technical issues yeah. yesterday, today, two days ago, literally for the past week, I've just had like horrible, horrible tech issues. I just did a little vlog clip and I talked about it. I talked about it for maybe 30 seconds, mm-hmm. but you know what? That consumed like 72 hours of my life. And yeah. like, I'm not gonna vlog only about that or yeah. people only see that like quick, like little 10 mm-hmm. seconds or when you're showing your week in my life or college day in my life, you're not showing the entirety of it. If you guys no. wanted to live stream my whole oh entire my day, a lot of it would be so boring yeah. and it would just be me like troubleshooting things or mm-hmm. me like in college studying or whatever, you know, yeah. but people then go into something and they're like, oh, I want to start a business. I want to start mm-hmm. a YouTube. I want to do whatever. And then they do it and it's not what they expected Yeah, because they go into it thinking, oh, this is going to be amazing. Yeah. I mean, and you go into a lot of career paths maybe all of them thinking this is going to be great. Like if you're going to medical school, the end goal is to be, let's say an anesthesiologist. Mm -hmm. And I say that because I watch Christina Brawley and she's an (laughs) anesthesiologist and I love her. And you think, oh my God, this is going to be great. I, I work my 80 hours a week or whatever, but I make all this money. But you know, the work that goes into medical school sucks. Like it's going to suck to get there, Yeah. but it's going to be worth it at the end. Exactly. And all of this is not to say like life sucks. No, not at all. (laughs) This is saying it is so worth the hard work, but just know that there is hard work. Yeah. It's not like, oh, I'm just going to do this for five minutes and drink my matcha tea. Oh yeah. Have such a wonderful, glamorous life. Mm -hmm. And no, like you are going to struggle and it's going to be hard, but that's what makes it worth it. Yeah. Like what's that quote? Nothing in, nothing worth it in life is easy or something like that. You know, that's such a true saying. Yeah. No, it's so true. And I feel like that's why I also created this podcast. And on my channel, I try to showcase the real, real, haha, my name. (laughs) I tried to showcase it a lot. Because I feel like that's missing on the internet. Totally. When you started this podcast, I was excited because there's so few podcasts that the guests are someone in like a conventional, let's say, job. 
so many other podcasts, the featured person is just like a famous a, person, a famous person a, an Instagram celebrity or a real celebrity or, you know, like the CEO of a company mm-hmm. and not just like a teacher or a nurse or something yeah. like that. Yeah, that's exactly why I wanted to start it because I was missing that. Like I want to see, I mean, when you look at YouTube, I think YouTube's done a great job at that. It's a lot of just normal people yeah, vlogging. Which and is great. I love that. Like that's my, I lo- only watch vlogs. We were talking about that. Like vlogs is only what I watch. I never yeah. watch like makeup videos or fashion no. videos anymore. And I love that they're just normal people going mm-hmm. to college, going to work, whatever. Yeah. But that was missing in the podcast world. Mm-hmm. Like it was only really established people, which don't get me wrong. I love listening to them. Yeah. And I would love to have really established people on my show too, but I don't only want that. Like I want to yeah. talk about what does it take to go to law school? What is your day like? Yeah. Yeah. Like the real stuff that goes on. Yeah. I mean, and also like having a CEO of a company on your podcast is great. I want to know how that CEO got there. Mm-hmm. Exactly. They didn't just wake up and become a CEO. Yeah. And also I feel like when you are super successful, you do forget a lot about mm-hmm. how you started and totally. not in a bad way, just because time goes on. Like, I don't oh, yeah. remember how, when people are like, how did you start a YouTube channel? Mm-hmm. I remember, I can give you a big overview, but like, do I remember when I was posting that video? Like, not no. really. Or people ask, oh, well, you know, how was college? Did you think it was hard? Did you think it was easy? I'm like, honestly, like, I really don't remember. It wasn't that long ago. I but know, yeah. I just don't remember. That's exactly how I am. I don't remember. I have such bad memory in general. Me too. I can't remember anything. I forget things. Like the second something goes away and I don't need to remember it anymore, I don't. Yeah. slips my mind. Mm -hmm. Like memories like that. Like Mm -hmm. things that weren't that substantial. Like all my days studying, all my time doing random homework. I don't remember. I I don't remember doing all this studying and you get grades back and let's say you did really well or you didn't do really well. And I'm like, did I really study that much? Like I don't remember. I literally have to write down in my planner how long I study each day. So I remember at the end when I'm taking a test, like, it's okay. I studied like 30 hours for this. Yeah, that's smart. It's fine. I like that. It I don't gives rem- you confidence. Yes. I don't remember where I learned that. I think it was one of my professors. Greatest advice I ever got. That is such good advice. So all you college students or law school students or grad school students, do that. Highlight how long you studied so mm-hmm. that once you go into that test, you know that you got this. Yeah. Yeah, because a lot of times I freak myself out mm-hmm. or I freaked myself out. And I was like, I'm, I didn't study enough. I, yeah. didn't, I didn't do enough. And it's like, there's nothing else you could have done. Yeah. That is so, so true. Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at caskers.com. And now let's talk about your YouTube channel. So Mm -hmm. how did you get started on that? I know we're literally just talking about how we don't remember those things, but a brief overview. You don't need the nitty-gritty details, but... So I would say it was back in 2013. That's when Beauty Guru Community boomed like yeah everyone was doing it so I started off doing makeup tutorials and keep in mind I really wasn't good at makeup like I wasn't bad but I definitely shouldn't have been making videos about That's it all of us <laughs> yeah <laughs> I was like I didn't own any like high-end makeup like mm. I don't know what I, I don't know where I got the idea that that was my career path and then I kind of dwindled out because I realized I don't like doing makeup like yeah. this. like I don't get it I don't understand and then 2016 or so is when college vlogs really kicked off and it was my senior year of college. 
I graduated in 2017. So I started doing those and those started to pick up. And then that summer I did work week in my life and those started to pick up. And then when I started law school is really when my channel grew. Mm -hmm. I feel like people really liked that you were relatable. You were going to something that's hard. Like law school is hard and a lot of people want to do it. Mm -hmm. So I feel like you found a little niche, but also people that don't want to go to law school still watch your videos just because you are relatable. And like I I show other parts of my life, fashion hauls and my personal life because I'm very interested in other things and I don't want to just show me studying. That's like so boring. I know. (laughs) So I do incorporate other things to try to keep like all the people who watch happy. Yeah. And that's so important because if one day you decide that you don't, let's say you don't do something in law after however Mm -hmm. many years or whenever, if you still have an audience, like people don't just watch you because of that. Yeah. You still have people that love like you for you yeah which I think is such a great thing about YouTube is Mm -hmm. that you really get to know the person yeah so I think people are still gonna watch you no matter what you do because they just like you yeah you're just a like they watch you because they want to see your life yeah we're like friends like you don't just ditch your friend because they start a new job like oh sorry you're not an accountant anymore we can't hang out (laughs) (laughs) that's so funny yeah exactly and when you started making YouTube videos you find that it was kind of hard to show your life like did you find that it's hard to kind of balance work and YouTube and how much you show like how much you keep private how much you show on the internet um it definitely there's a really fine line especially in the legal career as to what you can say and what you can't say so I really don't show very much at all of my actual work legally I cannot show what I'm doing um but I still will give some general like oh this is kind of what I did today but I, I try to not dive into that too much. And as for my personal life, I will talk about me, but I won't share what's going on with my sisters yeah. or what's going on with my parents because it's their life and they're not, this isn't their YouTube channel. Like yeah. If they want to tell the world about whatever they can or they can tell me I can, but yeah. I'm not going to be like, hey guys, guess what happened to my sister today? That's so yeah. crazy, right? And people sometimes assume, oh, that must mean you don't have a good relationship with your sisters or your mom or your dad but I'm just not going to broadcast their life. People have so many assumptions when you put your life out there. Yeah. It's so like, I'll read some things that people assume. Like I remember when I had my, I quit my job video, Mm -hmm. someone literally assumed they commented, she made $90,000 a year and she quit her job. And I'm just like, where did you get $90,000? Like I was not making that much. I don't know where you got and it was just so confident it wasn't like oh I think she was making that it literally was like she made this much and she quit yeah they like looked at your pay stub and reported back in her comments (laughs) like okay she's making ninety thousand dollars a year I know it I just just don't get it I did not understand I'm like who are you like yeah I I, do you have records of my finances no or people will assume like oh my god you're doing People, like, especially with money, are like, oh, you're making this much or you made this much off that sponsorship or mm-hmm. all you can. And it's just – I hate that because it's yeah. – you don't know. You I, literally don't know. Yeah, I, I get comments sometimes like, well, how are, how do you afford this? Or yeah. how do you afford that if you're in law school? Oh, you live off your parents' mm-hmm. money. I'm like, oh, my God, I get I that I want to let you know my parents haven't given me money since my sophomore year of college – <laughs> so I stopped receiving money from them in college, guys. Like, I don't know. Some people know. just like, oh, it's because your dad pays, you know, for, yeah. for that. My dad would absolutely never buy me like a bag or yeah. something like that. Oh my yeah. God. I know. I 
I just love, don't you love those comments? Yeah. Because they're so wrong. And I'm like, oh my God. And it's like we want to defend ourselves, yes. but we don't want to give them attention. Yeah. And then and we're seen as the bad guy yeah. when we like, I just delete it. I'm like, yeah. I don't want I've this. learned I've just deleted it too. Yeah. I've started to just delete hate comments or comments that I don't want on my site. Mm-hmm. And yeah. that's the great thing about YouTube though, is we can't control that at least. Yeah. They're not permanent. No. So that is a great thing about it. And now, what is your dream job after you graduate law school? Back to that. I was thinking about this a lot. And I think the ultimate, ultimate end goal of it all, and I'm talking like when I'm older, yeah. like 50s and stuff, is to be in politics some way or another, whether it just be locally or whether it be, you know, more nationally. I just want to be involved in making a change somehow and just be remembered as trying to make a positive mm-hmm. change. That's awesome. Yeah. So we'll see how I get there. I mean, I have, what, 30 more years. So we'll figure it out. (laughs) You want to be president one day? Oh, my God. No way. I used to say, (laughs) yeah, I do. But now I'm like, absolutely not. I can't handle like three hate comments. I wouldn't make it a day. Oh, my (laughs) gosh. (laughs) Honestly, YouTube is preparing you for the backlash and for the hate that will happen in politics. Yeah. The people who just like out of nowhere become governor or, you know, mayor or something. Oh, my God. Do they read the paper? I feel so bad because they're not used to receiving this yeah. criticism. Yeah, I'm used to it, but yeah, huh, you gotta have thick skin. You're yeah. growing it. Yeah, you, you are. definitely have to. And what advice would you have for someone that wants to go to law school, or that's looking for that, or that doesn't really know but they're thinking of it? So if you want to go to law school, and a lot of the times people will try to deter you, whether it be other lawyers or whatever. If that's what you want to do, you just have to do it. And, you know, yeah, there could be hurdles in the way and it may be hard, but if that's what you want to do, it's worth it and just do it and ignore people telling you it sucks. You know, law school's awful. Being a lawyer is awful. Yeah, like law school does suck sometimes, but so it, does it's everything worth it. else. Yeah, so I don't think anything in that mm-hmm. life is 100% great. Mm-hmm. Everything so, is going to have bad moments. Yeah. So if you want to go and people are telling you not to go, go anyways. And then if you're not sure if you want to go to law school, I would say your best bet is to get an internship or a job or whatever at a law firm or something of that sort and just see like the daily life of a lawyer and what they're doing. Like, is that something you would be interested in? Is that workload something Mm -hmm. you want to do? And you can test it out. Taking a year off, taking multiple years off is not frowned upon at all. In fact, so many people are 30 and upward in law school. Like, not many people go straight out of law school. I mean, yeah, I would say probably more than 50% do, but such a large percentage don't. And mm-hmm. they come in with more real life experience than the younger ones do. And, you know, a lot of times they do way better. Like they know more about the yeah. world. They've seen more of it. I mean, I feel like so many people also want to go to law school because their parents went to law school, for example, yeah. and they feel like they have to. Yeah. And I feel like that's where it gets tricky because yeah, that- you don't really love it. And it's going to yeah. be when, when it gets hard, like you're not going to want to do it because mm-hmm. you don't even want to get to your end goal, if that makes sense. Yeah. I mean, that must be hard. I can't relate because I wasn't pushed or not pushed by my family to go or to not go. But I'm sure like if your parents want you to be a doctor, because they're all doctors, but you want to be an artist, that must be hard. But you know, in the end, this is your life. And like, do you want to do this? That's what you have to think about. Yeah, that's really great advice. And also other great advice, highlighting how long you've studied for. Yes, if you can take one thing away for going to law school, it's highlight how long you study for every day, like those three weeks leading up to your exam. 
write down in your planner or study for Civ Pro for four hours today, every day. Mm-hmm. You'll feel so much better. Yeah, that's such good advice. I wish I had that in college. <laughs> I would have been a much more confident test taker, yeah. I think. But thank you so much, Grace, for coming on the podcast. And if you want to plug anything, here's your chance. Sure. Thank you for having me. If you guys want to find me on YouTube, it's just lipsticks and lattes. And then Instagram is lipsticks nd lattes. So it's like and, but we're missing the A. It was one character <laughs> too many on that. So that's it. And then everything else is linked from there, Twitter, Pinterest, whatever. So Perfect. I'm also going to have everything in the show notes. So you guys can just click on it and follow her, but definitely go and watch her videos and follow her on Instagram. You also post a lot of fashion photos, yeah. which I love. I think it's so cute. Like your business professional clothes. Yeah. So be sure to follow her on that. Thanks. Thanks for having me. Of course. That was it for today's episode. I really hope that you guys enjoyed my interview with Grace and learned a lot and just found this entertaining. And if you guys are interested in going to law school, definitely give her a follow. Or if you guys work in a very professional environment, follow her on Instagram because she's always posting fashion photos and outfit of the day with like really, really cute um, business casual clothes and like professional work attire. So I really recommend that you follow her. And if you guys have not already, please join the private Facebook page. It's just the Real Real Podcast on Facebook. It is for you guys. This is a place for you guys to network and connect with one another. And I think it is such a good place for just making new friends and stuff like that. And I also do have an announcement coming up, I think, tomorrow tomorrow my announcement is coming up so be sure to join that facebook page because you guys will be the first ones to hear it and follow me on instagram and all of that stuff because it's kind of gonna be related to the podcast again thank you guys so much for this episode i hope that my intro and this outro is not unbearable to listen to but thank you i love you guys i am always blown away by your positivity and your comments and your just like i'm just so thankful and sometimes it's one of those moments where i have to like pitch myself because i feel literally so lucky to have the viewers that i do so thank you thank you thank you so much i hope that you guys have a wonderful day wherever you guys are listening to this and i will see you guys in the next episode with a better voice on real real podcast